Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey cuties, I'm Miles Sexton, a content creator, activist, and loud and proud disruptor of the norm. On Our Private Bits, we talk about the things and people that don't get talked about enough, or at all. Trust me, as a sober, HIV-positive, non-binary person, I would know. Join me as I chat with people in my life and from around the world whose stories deserve to be heard. Maybe you'll learn something new, and you will definitely LOL. Our Private Bits is also part of the ACAST Creator Network. All right, cuties, today on Our Private Bits, Tyler and I are going to be talking about the medications that we both take in order to live our lives. Want to say hi, babe? Oh, hey, everyone. So I think it's kind of interesting, like when we started dating that, you know, we sort of discovered these like parallels that we both sort of have to take medication in order to just be our authentic selves and live our lives. And I thought that was kind of interesting because, you know, I've never really dated anyone that like had to sort of go through like a similar process, even though obviously like you don't have HIV, but I still think we both sort of have like a similar experience like with this, you know, for me taking my HIV medication and you taking your testosterone. So I thought maybe we could sort of start with, you know, like what was that first experience, I guess, for you, like when you had to go to the doctor and get testosterone for the first time, like what did that look like for you? Yeah, it was probably like, most exciting day of my life okay (laughs) i mean like my first shot was given to me by my nurse okay um so she kind of ran through um all the process how to keep it clean where to inject Mm -hmm. um and then how much and all that so she gave me my first couple shots and then asked if i was okay to do it myself which i was off uh off the bat i don't Um, know how you could do it i don't know i don't know friends like everyone listening i would not be able to inject myself i just it makes my skin crawl i don't know i guess you're a tattoo artist so maybe it's like you're used to like poking people or god it's not even the same needle don't even say like it's not it's not even compare it's not even the same at all it's not even the same. Like it's not an injection. An intramuscular injection is going into your muscle, where a tattoo is just going in the top couple layers of your skin. Like there's no, it's not the same. Okay, that okay. was a rid- ridiculous. That was ridiculous. Well, that's good to know. That was ridiculous. <laughs> so okay. Ridiculous. okay, yeah. So, um, yeah, I was able to inject it myself. I started injecting in my thighs, and I take my shot once every week, basically. Okay. Yeah. And then is it just the thigh area that you inject or like where, like, I guess, like, do you have to have a specific, like, is there a specific like types of muscles that you have to inject into? I uh, no, I think you get, it's intramuscular. So I know, uh, other guys I've, re- I've had to switch over to, um, uh, giving my shot in my butt cheeks, mm-hmm. uh, just because of how long I've been on testosterone. My thighs are getting a little like kind of not scar tissue, but a little bit okay. thick Okay. with that. So in my butt, um, I know other guys that do it in their stomach areas and arms and stuff. Oh, so, really? Okay. Yeah. That's good. Cause I do it myself. The thighs and my, my butt cheeks are the easiest. Okay. Yeah. And then you said you do it, you do it once a week, right? I, I do it once a week. 
when I remember. Yes. Tyler is the worst for remembering. <laughs> Any trans guy listening to this, I know you'd be lying right now if you didn't tell me that on a weekly basis that y'all forget at least 24 to 72 hours after what you're supposed to eject. I don't know any other trans guy that actually like on the day time. I'm the worst. That's okay. I try, I like, I try to remind you. Well, like I have a routine. It's like I have a shower and then, you know, whatever. I, I'll give myself my shot. Mm-hmm. But then after I have a shower, I'm tired and just want to relax. And then it seems like a lot of work. That's and fair. then, yeah. And like, I guess like going back to your original appointment, like was, so you said like a nurse injected you, like, did you have to like see a doctor first in order to get on testosterone or like how, like, how did that work? Yeah, I had like, we're in Ontario. I mean, when I was going through it, it was what, 20, 2003 basically. Yeah. So, um, I had to go see a doctor for, um, a year yeah. and have five, medical appointments within that year, mm-hmm. um, talking about testosterone. Now that, that it could have been, um, a lot quicker than a year. Yeah. Uh, as long as I hit my five, um, five appointments and those appointments kind of covered everything. Like, um, kind of was checking me mentally, mm-hmm. um, because I was six, 15 going on 16. Um, did I understand like the complications that came with it, mm-hmm. the effects, the side effects, the irreversible side effects, um, you know, talking about, um, kind of my journey living, I was, I was always, I, I pretty much was already living as a boy, really. Like I was pretty tomboyish and, and all that. So, um, yeah, I had to do five appointments. I was also, I had to see a counselor mm-hmm. while I was doing that. Once I completed my five appointments, my medical professional, so my doctor, um, made the decision whether I was going to be able to go on testosterone or not. Did you experience like any sort of like stigma or like anything like through the process of like going on testosterone? No, because I, uh, I went, my doctor works at, uh, one of the largest queer, um, medical facilities here in Ontario. What's it Uh, called? It's Sherborne Health Center. Amazing. Yeah. So, uh, I was lucky enough to get in before Sherborne kind of took, um, just kind of skyrocketed with that. Mm -hmm. The only other place uh, in, in Toronto would be CAMH. Okay. Center of mental health and addiction. I think it is. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, I chose not to go to KMH. So I went to uh, Sherborne. Um, yeah. So I guess like a lot of trans people probably go there, right? Uh, between that. And, yeah. Between yeah. that and like KMH, I think for sure. Um, uh, the cool thing about the differences between KMH and Sherborne, I'm pretty sure is, mm-hmm. is that like Sherborne Health Center, majority, I'm going to say 90% of their staff is within the queer community of some level. So uh, you do have trans women who are doctors there, trans men that are doctors. Mm, That's so cool. Yeah, a lot of queer. Yeah, which is great, right? So like my doctor, um, you know, he is a a gay man. Mm -hmm. So it's great. Like I didn't have that stigma. It's not like I'm talking to some 65, 70-year-old straight white man. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And trying to explain it. Yeah. So there's, there's, I've never had any stigma. Anytime I go to my doctors, I've never really had any stigma for anything really. Okay. That's awesome. I think like for me though, on the other hand, so like I went to St. Michael's was the first time that I like got my medication. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so it was like interesting because like I had to see a specialist and like, so when I was there, like he was sort of like explaining, I guess, like basically like for me, like I have to take like a pill every single day. 
um, in order to like suppress like the HIV like virus like within my body so that it's like not multiplying and it's like basically living mm-hmm. like dormant so that it can be undetectable. Um, but it was like really interesting because like my first appointment, literally, I don't think I've ever had so much like blood taken from my body. Oh, I'm like, sure. It was just bananas. Like they must have taken like 20 vials mm-hmm. or more, you know, of blood because they, I guess as part of the process, when you first like get diagnosed is like, they need to test like your strand, uh, or your strain of HIV to like see which medication is going to work the best because there's actually oh, like, quite a few different like medications of HIV out there. Like more than 10 I think there's like different types which is interesting and they're all like kind of different combinations depending on like which strain Mm. you have of it um so like I didn't know this so I thought that was like really interesting so then they do like this blood test where they'll like test the medication against like your blood test to like see which one is like the most effective so they end up putting me on triumic which is like a combination of three different medications um so like it was it was pretty like I was like, you know, pretty excited to get on it and to to do like to kind of get through that. Like you, I didn't really experience any sort of like stigma. Like, you know, it was definitely like an HIV like specialist clinic. So like, well, but, it's good. It, yeah. but it was like very interesting, actually, like, though, like through the process, like I had so much like fear and anxiety of like people seeing me there. Like I thought like I, there was going to oh, be like other queer people. I was like, I had a hat on and like sunglasses and like I just like you know I hadn't like come out to anyone really about my HIV status so like I was so afraid that I was going to get noticed but like what I was actually like the most surprised was is that like I was the only queer person there it was interesting it was actually the clinic was like I I noticed was a lot of like heterosexual like women of color specifically that were like at the clinic and and I think that again like just as like, you know, a sidebar point is that, you know, I think HIV isn't necessarily like a gay person's disease anymore. And no, it never really has been just a gay person's disease. No, it's just, it's just been like labeled that, you know, and that like, you know, one in three new cases are actually in women, you know? So I think it was like, even for me, this like, that was six years ago, but I think it was like interesting to sort of like experience that. But I mean, I have to say though, like, I don't know about how taking testosterone was like for you for the first time but for me like taking my medication it was like three months of hell oh Uh, really i was so sick to my stomach i had like the worst headaches it was just like oh my god i was going through it like i was taking my medication in the morning and i literally just like felt like i had morning sickness like every single day i end up switching my medication to take it at nighttime because i found like having food in my system like oh, helped totally. a lot more when you're, when you're sleeping and stuff it's just kind of but there really just like wasn't a rule book like even the specialists didn't really like they mm-hmm. were like it, all they said was like oh it's just important that you take your medication like the same time every day or like around the same time every day so like I had to really kind of like play with it to see like mm-hmm. what worked with me and then also like with pills like I often like you were saying like you forget like sometimes I would take it twice because I couldn't remember if I took it already. Like after you take a pill every single day, like kind of all of your days like blur together. So right, like right. I was like taking multiple ones and then I would be like even more sick because I was just like trying to be like to make sure that I was taking my meds. But so what's your routine like when, you, when you're when you taking your pills? What does it look like? I'm, I really don't know. I brush my teeth, wash my face, take my pill, take up my contacts. Say, what, do you, what do you mean you don't know? I was like, I can tell you what your routine yeah, is. Yeah, but it's not really like a routine. It it's is. It's like my nighttime routine, I guess. Yeah. It's your nighttime routine. Okay. But like when you when you started taking testosterone though, like did you have any side effects at all? Um, I didn't really have any negative side effects. It no? was like, no, because it was like an injection of the testosterone. So everything else like really heightened for me. So like. 
my energy again, even though I'm 15, like my energy was like through the roof. Really? Yeah. Through the roof. Uh, I was sleeping. I mean, again, I was 15, so it was kind of hard to tell, but like sleeping, like, a, sleeping a lot, mm-hmm. right. Just, I think growing or whatever. Um, sex drive was like through the roof. I mean, also I was 15, but like yeah. <laughs> now having like an extra shot of testosterone doesn't help that. Um, uh, yeah, I didn't really f- have any negatives, um, other than, oh, I guess it's, yeah, I guess like some downfalls of it. Um, my first couple of years on testosterone, not that I was aggressive, like I'm not aggressive at all, but my, I was very, um, verbal. I would say I was like for my, with my mom and stuff like that. I'm going to say I, there was definitely times where I was probably like verbally abusive. Yeah. Just like I wasn't really like hulking out or like roid raging per se, but it was like I would get, you know, kind of really set off mm-hmm. and I, I would use my my words more than than anything. I feel real bad. Like obviously I, my mom and I have talked about that before. I've been able to apologize and stuff after that, but first couple of years was pretty rough. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I and I think it's like, you know, I still think it's something that you continuously try to work on, you know? Yeah, it's, well, something, right? it's, it's something I need to work on. I mean, I'm sure other trans men out there have gone through similar things and you, it's weird because certain things will like set you off. Like, I don't know how many times of like, if I've gotten agitated over something as stupid as like, they're not being any more catch up or like totally it's you know like the I most mean? mundane things that just a hundred percent you explode like a, a thousand percent <laughs> like if i'm coming up close to my end of my shot cycle or if i've missed my shot like we can be in a parking lot and i'm trying to turn into a parking space and somebody beats me and i will like you know what i mean like just totally. like just sets me right off or like you know an elderly person in front of me at the store that's like just going so slow like it's just yeah so yeah, I mean, it definitely that. has been one of one of our like for me anyway. One of our biggest learnings within our relationship is like having to navigate that and how to support you. You know, like when yeah, when like, you're experiencing sort of like coming up to the end of your cycle. So totally, and I I don't know. Like I think it's kind of mellowed out over over time. But I mean, like fifteen to twenty, it was pretty. Uh, pretty intense for me. And like, after I had my hysterectomy, it was like everything starting all over again. Mm -hmm. So like readjusting my dose and like, now I don't have any estrogen uh, production in my body. So it's now just straight testosterone Mm -hmm. and like, fuck, like it's like, you see like the meatheads in the gym, like feeling real alpha, you know, like just like, (laughs) it's just pure testosterone running through my veins. But did you have to like, try different types of testosterone because like no. what where do you, where does testosterone like where do they even like what is it made from i'm pretty sure like most of it's like synthetically made like okay. some are made from like sesame seed oil oh interesting enough. um mine i'm on delatestrol okay I, i've never been on anything but delatestrol yeah. there's also like uh and so besides injections there's there is like um i think it's androgel it's like a testosterone gel that you lather on your body and it's absorbed through the skin. Oh, interesting. Uh, obviously a lot longer. Um, takes a lot longer. Mm-hmm. And did you like, so you didn't have to like, you didn't have to try different types. You were I've always nev- been I've, on the same one. Yeah, I've never, I've never switched. Okay. But, I've never switched. but I think you've mentioned before in the past, like the percentage that you take has like changed over the years, right? Yeah, my, my weekly dose uh, tends to kind of get, um, I don't know, uh, readjusted by my doctor, I guess every mm-hmm. couple of years, 
Um, I was on a pretty fairly high dosage when I first started, obviously with like having a estrogen and then I had my hysterectomy and we kind of lowered it a little bit. And then it was a little bit too low once it kind of leveled out after five years. And then, um, we pushed it back up. And then after, you know, it seemed, it's like a four to five year cycle for me, mm-hmm. it seems like. So, um, to one point where my testosterone was so high that my blood was thickening. Mm-hmm. So, so it's like was, a side effect of testosterone. Yeah. And then I was kind of getting, I was getting really bad migraines and, um, uh, yeah. So it was, uh, it was crazy. And the, the side effect with the blood thickening on that, like potential blood clots and all of that. So having oh, to like, scary. yeah, having it's, it's, I think like you, like you go to the doctors every couple of months to get your blood taken. Mm-hmm. Right. So the same with me, I was going every like three months. Now it's every, every six. Outside of like, I guess like um, blood clots or like your blood thickening, is there any other sort of like side effects that come there's from so taking ma- it? Yeah, there's so yeah. many like um, basically, you know, uh, women have like an eight year span, longer lifespan, I guess, than mm-hmm. men. I did cut that right out real quick. Um, basically that uh, liver disease, mm. heart disease. Uh, it's pretty hard on your liver. I think that's that's mostly it. Um, there's a lot of high cholesterol. I've got to watch like cholesterol mm-hmm. and yeah yeah i mean it's the same for me too like my hiv medication is like so hard on my like system like you know like i'm i'm lucky that i don't drink it was like a huge part of also why i stopped drinking because like just drinking and my medic going through my medication every single day yeah your liver is just running on overload to begin with totally to like you know process and filter all of that you know it's like it's a lot um for me as well it's my medication also puts me at risk as like high cholesterol so mm-hmm. it's like something i try to be super aware of and like i'm always like testing of you know within it but also like it's interesting because like for my for my medication it's also like it changed the way that my body digests food so it's so weird like i once i started my medication like I all of a sudden like had a dairy allergy and like so weird to me. Yeah. Like I could no longer, like my body just had such a hard time, like digesting dairy and like certain types of vegetables. Like it's like weird, like uncooked, like vegetables, like my body, it's like, like a salad is like my nightmare. Like, cause I, it just so crazy. Like even just like different types of lettuces and stuff, like always like just the next day is just brutal, you know, (laughs) like it's, it's I wonder, I wonder if it's like, I don't know. I don't even know what would be in it to, make make it even harder to, to adjust but i guess that's like part of your, your liver function I guess, yeah is and it's weird like so like you know like i've taken you know I, I went to see like a natural path to try to help with that and like we started taking an enzyme which like helped over time but like also it's like now i'm taking something else every single day and i just yeah. I, it was easier for me to just like avoid it versus like feeling like i have to take like another pill like every single day for this right. yeah, so yeah. Um, and then like uh, the last part, which was, which is interesting is that like a lot of HIV medications like also can make you like a bit more depressed and like, and it's interesting, like, you know, um, I'm curious to see like my mental state, I think like going forward, because, you know, something I haven't really talked about yet is that I just, um, switched. So I'm no longer like taking my pills anymore. And now I'm getting an injection of HIV and, um, something that the doctor shared is that a lot of like patients like notice that on the injection, like the, you know, sort of like going into a depressive state, like actually like they don't experience that on the injection, which. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah. But, like, did you experience that on your pills? I mean, it's really hard. It's hard for me to gauge it because like, 
I think like the last like six years have been like such a journey. And I think I've been through like a lot in the last six years that it's like, it's been such a combination of like highs and lows. But I think like looking at this year specifically, it's been like a really hard year for me that it's like, you know, I notice that I'm having more like bad days than good days. And it's like, I don't know. It's like, it's hard. I, I, I like, it makes me wonder if like my medication is like linked to that. Cause like sometimes I'm finding it harder to like get out of that headspace. Like, you know, it'll be like two or three days and then I'll like finally get out of it, you know, and not feel like I'm sort of in this like haze anymore, but. And here we are, ladies and gentlemen, Tyler finally fi- figures out why Miles lays in bed for hours without actually just telling me about what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all witnessed it here. (laughs) (laughs) Just like on a few episodes ago when you realize that I ask you to say I love you when you get downtown for specific reasons. Yeah, well. We're having a lot of breakthroughs. I feel like like, uh, we're going to be the next Oprah, babe. This this podcast is our therapy, our couple's therapy. It's good. (laughs) (laughs) Um... But yeah, but like back to what I was saying, like the, I'm really excited to be able to go on these injections because like A, it's going to be so much like less well, hard okay, on so, my body. Okay. So you were taking pills daily. So yes. now injection wise, is it monthly, weekly? What is it? So I guess for the first. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. two months I have to like I have to get the injection like once a month and then like I do blood work once a month as well just to like make sure that like everything like I stay undetectable um and then like I think after two months it's been approved in Canada that then I can go every I'm sorry after every after the next two months I will be able to move to like only getting the injection every two months. Every other month. Yeah. Um that that has been, been approved in Canada so that's really exciting because Honestly, like, like you, I feel like there's times where like, I forget, to, I fall asleep or I'm like too tired yeah. and I forget to take or my even pills. traveling and making sure you have enough with you. Exactly. Like, you know, there's, there's room for like human error, yeah. I think when taking a pill. So like, I'm really excited to now be on this so like, we, injection. We've talked about this before where yeah. it's like the, you just got to trust the system, right? Yeah. You can't actually see until you get your blood work and yeah. like, that you're still undetectable. And like, I know you were already like, you know, we, we've talked about you saying um like i like i said you just got to trust the process it's kind of the invisible that's weird because you both have these like invisible things right Right? so so now what do you think you're going to feel like now once you once you go to every other month what's that going to feel like what do you think that's going to feel like for you i don't know i'm like kind of excited to be honest because like for me like 
I mean, like your situation is like maybe a little bit different, but like for me taking my pill every single day, it like takes me out of sort of like my mindset of just living my normal life. And like taking that pill is like this reminder, I think of my past trauma of like getting HIV and like, you know, and, and it's still like, it's sort of that. Yeah. I don't know. It's like that. It's just like this little moment for me that I'm like, Oh God, like, you know, this is what's keeping me alive every single day. Mm-hmm. So I think by like, only having to do that like once every two months like it's just I think it's going to help to change you know I think my headspace do you you know do you think it's going to do you think it's going to make you think about is it actually working more because you're because you're only going to every other month I don't know right because we've talked about yeah you've you've been like you know I just have to trust that my pills actually working and you take your pill every day totally right and and you're like you know I know if I miss a pill it's not going to make a difference but now you're going 60 days without taking anything what do you think you're yeah I never really I haven't I don't think I've actually like thought about that really yet but I'm excited I'm I'm curious to see what you say and yeah in like five or six months. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm definitely excited to get my first blood work because like, you know, even with a doctor, like for us, like he, he was saying like, you know, like there really is like zero risk, but like just for your own like personal mm-hmm. like mindset, like he's like, you know, you and Tyler should probably use like condoms until we do like get the results from like the first blood work just to like be a thousand times like careful, yeah, you know, like, cause like even for me, like if I miss, if, you know, in the past, like if I missed one of my pills, like you know, it went from like a hundred percent, you know, like no transmission to like 97% or, you know, 98%, like with one pill, like it just goes down like a little bit, like it doesn't, it's not like, you know, it's not a very like high percentage. Like I really would have to miss like consecutively, like quite a, quite a few, you know, like even prep, like prep isn't like a hundred percent protection, you know? Let's talk about prep. You blew my mind a couple of days ago. What'd you tell me a couple months ago about prep? Yeah, I know. I, will, I think we were just, dis- weren't we discussing it on another podcast? I, I can't remember, but yeah. we're going to talk about it again because it literally blew my mind. So Yeah, like, I mean, depending on, like, what your gender was assigned at birth. So, like, people who were assigned female at birth, actually, like, PrEP isn't, like, as high of a protection coverage versus, like, people who are, like, assigned male at birth, which is really interesting. Which, which is crazy. And, like, I don't think I've ever had that conversation. Well, I've had a conversation about with prep, but with my doctor, Mm -hmm. but I don't think that was ever brought up me being a trans man. And I wonder, I'm curious if there's other trans men out there on prep that are actually aware that they're not going to be getting that 95% or 90% coverage where it's like you said, it was like down to almost 60% or something like that, which is crazy. It's quite low. And like they're testing out, like I was looking into it. And so like a few other countries have been testing out like different types of like you know, versus taking a pill for, you know, people who were assigned female at birth, like they have been trying this one where it's actually like injected into like the vagina uh, or not injected, but it's like in something is like inserted into the <laughs> vagina. Like it's, I don't know injected. if it's like, I, it's like the pill itself <laughs> or something. No, I'm serious. But like, any, but, and they were trying to see if they would get like better results with it. Like, yeah. you know, they're trying to find like a better absorption, right? Because that's, that's what the issue is, is that like <clears throat> in, in people who are assigned female at birth, it's not absorbing the same way as it absorbs in like someone who's assigned male at birth. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. So I think, anyway, I think it's kind of off topic. But yeah, no, 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 but it, but, but it is, it is interesting. So, but yes, so we're on this sort of journey of like, you know, now switching over for me, having me to also injecting, but oh my God, let me tell you, like the day I got it, it didn't <laughs> hurt at all. Like I was like, you know, totally fine. Like, you know, they had to inject it in my, in my sort of like lower hip area on both sides because like there's, it's a combination of two medications. So like one side gets one medication mm-hmm. and the other side gets the other. 
And then, um, you know, and then like maybe like six or seven hours passed. And then <laughs> four, it, four hours, four hours. Okay, later. whatever. It was like closer to dinner time. I got my my appointment set up was at eleven. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god! Like I started getting sore. Like it was like hurting to sit down. Yeah, trying to watch Miles sit down was like watching your ninety-five year old grandfather try to get in in a chair. Oh it was god. hilarious. It was so bad. I was like, what is happening? Because it was like from my lower back, like but all like, the way to like my thigh, was like, like hurting like, so much. I like to like preference that like kind of karma came back around because you were making fun of me so hard the week before because I started back at the gym and did a crazy leg day and couldn't sit down or bend or stand or get out of bed. So yeah, it was, I enjoyed every minute of watching Miles struggle a couple days ago. Sure. Um, oh, whatever, <laughs> denying any accusations, but, oh, but yeah. So, so one from your, your, you were hurting. Your I was hurting. hurting. I could barely sit. And then like, it was really strange. Like, as the night went on, I was yeah. getting like a fever and I was like, just like kind of feeling like I was like going through like getting a flu. Like that yeah, was sort you were of getting like, sweats. Yeah. You were like gray. It was weird. I, and I like went to bed super early. Like that night I like soaked my bed, but then like the next morning, like Miles I was in pee the bed just to be, just yeah, to it was just, just when sweating. I, For once Miles yeah. didn't pee the bed. <laughs> uh, I was night sweating. I don't pee the bed. Everyone rude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> spreading rumors on this podcast <laughs> um but then like i don't know the next day like i was still feeling a bit off in the morning and definitely like really really sore like the next day um but then like towards like the afternoon i was like feeling like almost all better um and then today like is like day three of it and honestly like i'm not really feeling no, that look, sore today you look a lot better today. okay too. thanks yeah, so like i don't know i haven't honestly i've only spoken to one other person that has gotten the injections about like how they felt afterwards and like they didn't experience like the same thing so like i don't know but like I, every I, time i, I get I, an injection this happens yeah, to I me i feel so. like everybody's gonna be different though because let's just talk even about like the the normal flu like yeah flu shot totally. you know what i mean like my mom will get it my mom won't have anything no side effects at all my aunt will go and get it and she'll be like knocked on her butt for a couple of days mm -hmm. um but interesting yeah i don't uh i mean i've injected into my thighs i think the only like creepy thing i've ever had happen to me injecting is uh is you know, obviously it's intramuscular. So if I've injected it too quickly, like my muscle twitches and oh, it creeps so like it's like, uh, it feels weird. Cause you can like feel your muscle, like twitch around no. the needle or whatever. Mm. And, and it's not even a big needle. It's like, like an inch or smaller, yeah. like long anyways, but, uh, and it's super thin, but that, or I've, um, inject, I was telling you the story with a couple of friends a couple of weeks ago, but I was in, I was injected. I was like, I don't know. I was like 17 or 18, uh, injecting in my thigh. And, uh, you know, when you, when you inject, you're supposed to do kind of a little pullback, um, on the syringe a little bit to make sure that there's no air bubbles or to make sure that you're not in like, uh, this is before you inject it. No. So uh, when you inject it, so when the needle's in the leg like, okay. or your, your butt, whatever, you have to pull back on the syringe a little bit to oh. make sure that there's no air bubbles. Okay. Right. And then as well as that, there's no blood in it. So like make sure that you haven't hit like an artery or anything like that. Right. And I remember like, I did all that and it's all good. I did my injection. And like, as I pulled this needle out, this needle is like so small, by the way, like, it's like, it's like, it's tiny. But I, when I pulled it out, like my legs started like instantly bleeding. So I, I think I like nicked, I don't know, a little like capillary or something like mm -hmm. that. 
But like, it was like gushing out. I thought I was going to die. I'm like in the bathroom, just freaking out. Like <laughs> so ridiculous. Uh, I'd be mortified. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was terrified of doing my next shot, but it's been fine. Oh my God. I once like cut my lip, like shaving and I've never, it was like the same thing. I was like, oh my God. There's what? so much blood. So much blood. I was like, look like Carrie. Like I was like, <laughs> what is happening right now? <laughs> it was like blood was going everywhere. It's the worst. Yeah. It's funny how like the tiniest little nick can just like make you bleed so much. Oh God. Especially on your face. Yeah. Ugh. So no we've been what together like two and a half years now. So mm-hmm. how's that been roller coaster wise with me <laughs> with my shot? Mm. yeah I mean like I try to actively like help you I think like I try to remind you or be like did you take your shot you know like because I I, honestly I find it like a bit difficult I think sometimes like towards the end of the week you know we it's hard like I I we have this conversation all the time and like uh, for any other trans guys out there I'm curious too with you like when I have my like set dosage Mm -hmm. I find that the the more active I am throughout the week and the more that I uh, energy output that I'm mm. outputting, my shot will not last me my full seven days. Whereas if we're, you know, it's in the winter and we're kind of being, you know, lazy and dormant, not really doing a whole lot. I feel like I don't get as moody by the end of my shot. I feel like the less energy output, I, I feel like my testosterone actually well, it makes Actually sense, lasts. like, because when you're physically active, your body, like, metabolizes things in your mm-hmm. system, like, way faster. So that's probably why that happens. Totally. Yeah. But, you know, I, I can I can see it when it comes on, you know, like, sometimes you just, like, walk through the door and I'll be like, oh, shit. <laughs> Tyler <laughs> shots wearing off. <laughs> Code red. Code red. <laughs> but even you were saying, like, because, you know, like, I, we talk about this sometimes, like, you know, my love language is physical touch, but like, definitely on Tyler's like end of shot cycle, t- you've said like, you know, sometimes your skin just like feels like it's crawling and like, you don't want to yeah, be touched. It's, and, honestly, like, it's so weird, like coming up to the end of my cycle or if I've missed, uh, if I've missed my shot by a day or two, um, I almost feel like I go through withdrawals. Like, it's mm-hmm. real weird. Like, it feels like my veins are crawling or like something's underneath my skin and like, I'll get, uh, I'll go through like hot flashes. Um, and then what else? Like I'll get headaches, Yeah, you know, I'll kind of feel like I'm getting a cold almost. Like I'll feel like I'm getting a flu Mm -hmm. and the symptoms of being just tired and achy and stuff. So it's, it's been a crazy journey. Like, especially, especially after having a hysterectomy, like going through and learning my body again, all Mm -hmm. over yeah, I'm really curious, like, now that you're, like, working with a personal trainer and you're doing all of this, like, physical activity, like, I'm really curious to see if you're actually going to have to, like, increase your dosage of testosterone now that you're going to be, like, so active, like, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm curious, too. I, um, I don't know. I've only been back to the gym, like, going on, like, three weeks right now, but going, like, five days a week and having a lot of energy in mm-hmm. output. But, like, my energy has increased a lot, too, though, of just having that energy output. I feel like I'm more energized. I'm sleeping better. Mm-hmm. I'm not as grumpy, I don't think. No, I don't think so either. I'm not, like, I'm not as grumpy by the end of the week and, like, just having that output. So it'll be interesting my next blood work, I guess. Yeah. Let's see. Something I meant to ask you earlier, and I'm just going to ask you now, is have you ever had, like, a bad experience or, like, a positive experience or, like, a story that you wanted to share, um, like, getting your, your like, your testosterone from a pharmacy? Um, not getting my testosterone, but because I have to go and continually buy needles, mm-hmm. yes. Okay. 
So I feel like because I have, um, I need like intramuscular needles, um, and just being heavily tattooed, I just feel like when I ask for certain needles and like that, I'm very specific on what kind of needles I want. I Mm -hmm. think a lot of the pharmacies have judged me based on the way that I look and why like, exactly. I've just, you know, oh, this like tattooed fucking punk wants needles, right? Probably for drugs or whatever it is. And, you know, and I, I always get asked, why do you need them or what do you need it for? And I'm like, I, I have an intramuscular injection every week. And then they kind of give me a weird look. And then I'm like, I'm on Della testosterone. And usually what I say, like being in a small town, I just say that I have a hormone deficiency, mm-hmm. right? It just okay, doesn't that's like, a good tip. it just doesn't like fully like put me out there as being trans yeah. per, per se, but I just say I have a hormone deficiency. I'm on Della testosterone. I'll like rhyme everything off and then they'll like, you know, kind of ease up, but Few and far between, but I, I have, I, I have, I find it harder ordering needles. Yeah, oh, like that's so interesting. Because like you know, like the like a lot of the time you feel like they won't say something, but they'll give you like a look. You can like see it on their face, like how they're judging you, and the, it's like, oh, yeah. Like the only time that I've like had a, I guess, bad experience with like my Della testosterone was when I moved. So because Dela, because testosterone is now classified as a narcotic, mm-hmm. narcotic mm-hmm. Um, I, if I have, um, let's say I've gotten let's uh, like two refills of my testosterone, I have to get that second refill from the same pharmacy. I can't transfer it. Mm. So I have to like complete my whole prescription with my one pharmacy before I can take it to another. So when I was, I moved out to Calgary, I didn't realize that at the time. Um, and I went to go get a refill through the pharmacy in Alberta and I got a refill the, before I left yeah. through Ontario. So when I went, that was like a really, um, t- like that was a tough situation. One, they didn't believe me that my like ID matched like my mail matched the F that was on my, mm. um, yeah, your health card. No, they didn't see my health card. It was just like at the pharmacy. So they just wanted a driver's license or whatever because it's a narcotic. They need to make sure that the name matches the person that's picking it up. Okay. But on my driver's license, it says M, but on my prescription, obviously it has the correct name and everything. It just has an F on my prescription that matches my health card. Mm. So like that was a whole thing. And like, I got like a million and one questions after that. And then they're like, you can't actually do that until we get a new prescription. So I had to go through the whole thing of like calling my doctor in Ontario to be like, I actually need you to like, you know, basically email me another or fax a copy of a brand new prescription. I had to explain a whole thing why over so they could do that for me. So it was interesting, but that was the only real kind of weird. I think I have more like issues when I just have to go to a walk-in clinic, just being trans than I do having to get my, prescription no well that's fair but like still i i don't know i feel you i've only ever had to get like my my medication like not from my specialist clinic like once Mm -hmm. and it was just like yeah the same thing like i felt like i was met with so much like judgment and just like questions you know sort of like about it because i don't think the pharmacy was like super familiar with you know, mm-hmm. with my medication. And, and and again, it was like the same thing. Like I had gone to see my family out East, realized I had forgotten my medication and like had to get, pick up like a prescription. But it's annoying because 
So like for my medication, like I get it in three, like three months worth, like mm-hmm. at a time is what they give me. But like, I have to wait three months before I can get more. Uh. So because I left like the, them in Nova Scotia, I wasn't finished the three month period. Like, I think I was at the beginning of my three months. Oh, no. So like, again, like same, same thing. I had to like get a hold of my specialist and like make sure that you know, that I could get more, like, you know, from the pharmacy, but they were like, you know, I kept like flagging it, like when I was using like my benefits and like getting my coverage. So it was just like, it was such Such a nightmare. And then once like when I, it was funny because like when I moved as well, I couldn't find my meds like when I moved, like after my ex and I broke up and it was like the same thing. Like I had to like prove like, so, you know, I already had like sort of like one ding in my file being like, oh, this person's like missing their meds. Like, I don't know if people like sell their meds or something oh, like they that. Probably, like, they probably do. You know, who knows? But um, yeah, it was definitely like very like. It's the same. Like I can't get a refill on my on my little testosterone bottle until I think like a certain amount of days when it should be completed. Like I have to wait a certain amount of days mm-hmm. before, before the refill. And I didn't know that either because like. Uh, all these things that have come up on like, you know, random occasions. So like traveling, right? Like yeah. I was going to be finishing a bottle, but I needed one to bring with me because mm-hmm. I didn't have enough to like bring with me, but I also wasn't going to be at home. So then trying to get that, you know, uh, having my doctor to call the pharmacy and, and give the permission to be like, it's fine to release it, whatever. But it's things that you don't talk about. Like it's, no. it's things that you don't think about. Yeah, you don't realize And that. like. I'm, I'm so used to getting two vials of testosterone at a time mm-hmm. and then having refills. So I always have an extra bottle at home Yeah. where now I guess there's a bit of a, sh- a shortage and with everything in, that's going on in the States, the production's not as high because mm-hmm. they're trying to stop the product, like getting it into the States and stuff. And like, um, now I'm only reduced to like having one vial and then have to go get a refill. So that's it's weird so for me right now. Cause I'm like, you, I'm so like, I gotta go go pick up another one. Yeah. It w- happened to me during the pandemic as well. Like they only wanted to give me like one month worth of medication, mm-hmm. but it was like, I just like, I lied and I was like, I'm, I literally have to like come in town to get this medication. So yeah. like, I need you to give me three months. Like I had to fight them on it to give me three months at a time. Cause it's like, you know, it's not like the end of the world, but it's also like for me to go like all the way to my specialist clinic, there's like no parking. It was just like so such a nightmare just so that I could go to a space that was safe for me to pick up my medication mm-hmm. where I wasn't going to be judged. Like it was so frustrating. And even, you know, when we, we moved in together and then we bought the house, like I literally just like had my specialist clinic like mail me my medication mm-hmm. because it was like. I just had this like crippling anxiety of like having to deal with a pharmacist up here. Like I was like, totally. oh, it's not happening. Like, well, and that's good. And like you found a doctor up here and stuff. That's also a specialist, which is great. Yeah. So, like, I was that, super happy, but I just found them, you yeah. know, two years later. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, totally. Uh, well, thank you, babe, for having this conversation with me. I feel like if we miss anything or you all have like questions, please send us um, some DMs or leave us some comments uh, on our social medias at Our Private Bits and we'll be happy to answer them. But I hope you enjoyed this episode. Bye! catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 